guys, and thank you for joining me in another episode of the One Take Stock. As always, I am host me. Um, I don't think I have anything to really catch y'all up on today, uh, but I do have a quote. It's a Star Wars quote, but I'm not just a one-trick Star Wars quote. I'm one trick pony. One ah, I was going for something in my head. Totally lost it. Anyways, so I'm not just a one quote. Ah, screw it. Anyways, so the quote. Sorry, it's very early in the morning, and my mind's not quite working, and the coffee's a little too co- uh, hot for me to drink. So I apologize for that, like five second pause. Because my brain CPU was, like, not processing. It was still buffering. That's my excuse, at least. Anyways, the quote is a Star Wars quote. But instead of Yoda, today it's from Obi-Wan Kenobi. Specifically, Return of the Jedi. Alright, so, the quote is, Luke... Sorry, I had to clear my throat. Luke, you're going to find that many of the truths we cling to depend greatly upon our point of view. Again, Luke, you're going to find that many of our truths we cling to depend greatly upon our point of view. And this goes hand in hand with a lot of things that we've spoken about before. Uh, Specifically, you know, self-perception and reframing and... Uh, it, it's also very similar to uh, Marcus Aurelius' quote that is, uh, not sure if we've gone over it here, but it is, it's like something, something, upon, something close to, uh, it's all truths and facts are, percep- all truths are perception or something like that. I'll look into it and I'll try to remember to add the quote to the show notes, the Marcus Riley's quote. Uh, but that's what this quote really reminds me of. Of course, tying it back to Marcus Aurelius, he's, he's my boy. I apologize. I will get back to the old Stoke quotes. I promise. I just, I've been in a, you know, Star Wars slash not doing quotes the past, you know, few weeks. No, not even a few weeks. Past week. Anywho. All right, so, Star Wars. The quote, I really like it because it's, everything's about mindset. Everything is about opinion and framing because that's, that's all we have. We only have the facts that are presented to us in the way that we interpret them. And when we realize we we have two opposing truths, then we have to deal with that cognitive dissonance of which truth is valid and which truth needs to be either altered or thrown away. Uh, What I mean by that is, say for example, the color red. You cannot both think the color is red, like the the same exact shade. I'm talking about standard primary color red, not fire red, not canary 
you know, canary's yellow, not um, cardinal red, but just standard, you know, out of the box primary color red. You cannot both believe that it is red and it is blue, or that it is red and it is not red. Because if you think about it, the competing view of it is red put up against the uh, the view of that it's red put up against the competing view that it is either blue or not red in your own head. If if you you can't help hold those two truths at the same time because they are mutually exclusive truths. There are some truths you can hold at the same time when they're mutually inexclusive, but those ones are specifically mutually exclusive. And it's not until you deal with the cognitive dissonance of one of those until you believe, you know, the absolute truth that that is red. Now, it's completely different when you line up your version of red and somebody else's version of red. This is super duper, like, you know, what's the sound of one hand clapping kind of thing. Or, you know... The another thought one is, you know, if a tree falls in the forest, does anybody hear it or does it make a, so a sound? And it's very abstract when you bring in other people's perception of the same color because then there's subtle, subtle nuances because some people perceive colors differently. Some people have color blindness, which causes them to see colors completely differently than, than other people. But specifically talking about your own self-perception, once you wrestle with that cognitive dissonance, you're left with your truth. Now, cognitive dissonance in any, any way. I just used a simple color example because I didn't want to get too into the weeds of anything. Now, specifically about our perceptions. Our perceptions are based upon you know, the, our decisions that ha seem similar to this current decision that we have made and different outcomes that have come from that. And also our perception based upon what we're specifically dealing with in this current moment, whatever you're thinking about, aside from preconceived notions of what have happened before, our perceptions also based on what could happen the possible outcomes based on the facts that we have behind it. So, for example, using colors again, knowing that before, when I mix the co primary color red with the primary color yellow, I get orange. So, therefore, if I do it again, I would assume that that's going to be the outcome. Now, if I get a, say, for, its exam say for example, it's paint, and say I get, instead of a, a canary yellow, I get a smoker's teeth yellow. With that variant, with that variable set into place, you're going to end up with a different shade of yellow, a uh, different shade of orange. And you're going to perceive that orange differently. And that's what, that, that, that's what uh, the bit about... The truths we cling to depend greatly on our own point of view because our point of view is 
that color change. And taking it away from the color analogy real quick is the way we perceive the world depends upon our point of view. Now, if we're in a very negative mindset, we're going to view the world as very cynically as, of course, uh, of course, the gas prices went up today because I should have gotten it yesterday, but I didn't. And now, you know, the world's just spiting me. Or, of course, the coffee, the barista at the coffee shop didn't get my order right because they never get my order right. Why do I always go to this place? And so forth and so forth. But instead, perceiving those exact same chain of events through a positive mindset is, hey, the gas prices went up. Maybe I should have gotten gas. I'll remember that next time to top off the, my tank when I notice that the gas prices are lowering onto the coffee. Next time when I order my insert lengthy coffee drink here, I'm going to double check with the barista to make sure that I get my coffee because that was my fault for not explaining what I wanted well enough. That This goes all back to it's all my fault. That shirt that I spoke about way, like what, two, three weeks ago. It's all my fault. Because at the end of the day, it's all your fault. It's all our fault. Because that's not, that's not a judgment call, like I said in the initial episode. Not at all. But it's taking ownership of our actions of our feel, and of our feelings. If we put the action, our, uh, the, if we put the blame on others, we take away what we could do, what we could strive for, because we have no say in the matter. And if we perceive we have no say in the matter, then we truly have no say in the matter. However, if we believe that if I am clearer next time, if I am more cognizant of the prices next time, I can make change. You do that in the small aspects of your life, and it's way easier to do that in the bigger aspects of your life. You know, Say, for example, you didn't get a job. It's next time I'm going to study harder and make sure I, you know, do aces in the interview, or next time, or between this interview and the next interview, I'm going to bust my butt to make sure that everybody sees my awesomeness as much as I see my awesomeness. And just, if you take ownership with the things that you do on a daily basis, it's easier to affect change because the only person you can change is yourself. The only thing you can change is the point of view we have, you have, specifically, you as a person, as an individual. The only way you can affect change in your life is by shifting your point of view and your perception of events in a positive manner so you can then enact change. Because when you perceive things going on in a positive manner or in a manner that allows you to take ownership, you don't feel like a victim. You can't feel like a victim. Because at the end of the day, the only person you're victimizing is yourself. And yes, I understand some things are legitimately 
out of our control. However, that's not what is in our control. What is in our control is the way we react to that. That is at the core, at the root, at the everything of stoicism, of my personal mindset is it's all my fault, good, bad, or otherwise. However, when I'm leading a team, if we get everything right, it's not my fault. It's our fault. It's every single person in that team making a positive influence upon the outcome. And then we as a team got it. However, if we fail, it's my fault for not making sure everybody understood what I was expecting. It's my fault for not being clear. So at the end of the day, both of those are my fault. But when it's a team win or when it's a win, it's a team win. When it's loss, I should have done better because I'm, a, I'm, I'm the one heading up the team. So I'm taking ownership of that. I'm taking ownership of the loss. But the win is ours jointly, at least in my point of view. Anyways, bringing this back to the quote, Luke, you're going to find that many of the truths we cling to depend greatly upon our point of view. Remember that today, guys, that a lot of the truths we cling to, regardless, regardless of if they're true or not, regardless of if there's any cognitive dissonance to deal with, sorry, cognitive dissidence to deal with, at the end of the day, it all depends upon our point of view. The same thing with your spouse's point of view. A lot of their truths are based upon their point of view. Your kids, same exact thing. This is why two people can have, or two people can be coming up to the exact same conclusion, just from very, very, very different places, because their truths are different, because their points of view are different. That's neither good, bad, or otherwise. It's it's a good thing because at the end of the day, I don't know about you, but I don't want to live in a in a world where every every single person, you know, locks steps and does exactly as they're told and thinks exactly what they're quote quote unquote unquote supposed to think. No, that's that's not free will. That's not you know if you believe in God, that's not what God intended. If you believe in the universe, that's not what the universe allows. Look at animals. They're not all 100%, you know, exactly the same. Even in the same genus, even in the same species, they're not the same. It's important to remember that no matter what. No matter if you're dealing with one pug to another pug, or when you're dealing with one Christian to another Christian, one atheist to another atheist, one Buddhist to another Buddhist, one vegetarian to another vegetarian, keto to another keto person. We're all different. But that's what makes us unique. That's what makes things awesome. Much like bringing it back to the um, wabi-sabi is we have to love each other for our faults. We have to love ourselves for our faults. Because at the end of the day, that's what defines us. That's what makes us us. And with that, thank you guys for joining me on another episode of One Take Stoic. As always host Megan. If you'd like to check out any of the show notes for this or any of the other episodes, you can do so at uh, thrivingonfat.com forward slash stoic. If you'd like to check out the 
me on Instagram or Twitter. It'll be at Thriving on Fat. Um, oh, yes, rate and review on iTunes or your podcast catcher of choice. And subscribe as well. And that's all I've got for y'all. Thank you for joining me. And dang, I went long on this episode. Sorry, guys. I might break it up into two. I don't know. Mm, eh, probably not. Anyways, bye, guys.